Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bible Time. The message series is called The Wise and the Foolish, a walk through Proverbs. And my name is Damon Smith. I'm excited to be able to, to, to talk with you about the Word of God. It's always a joy to do so. And we're finishing up Proverbs chapter 7. Uh, we're going to get the last uh, four scriptures of this particular chapter uh, analyzed just to, so that we can understand God's word better. It's always about understanding. The more you understand God's word, um, the better you'll be able to apply what he's trying to tell you uh, through the scriptures. And um, and as you get more in tune with the Holy Spirit, you things will be able to make sense based on what uh, God, uh, you know, wrote uh, through the the many men that he inspired um, to to write the scriptures. It's 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 the the Bible is written by man, but inspired by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And, and it's all about Jesus. It all points to Christ and, and God's uh, plan, the father's plan to redeem us from sin through Christ with the Holy Spirit as witness working in us uh, to 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 uh, improve and be new men, new creatures, um, new creations and live like Christ to the glory of God. So the word is beautiful. It's always relevant um, regardless of the age and stage that society is in is always relevant and it'll always be relevant um, there. And whenever you think, you know, everything there is to know about the word, the the power of God through the Holy Spirit, he he can the Holy Spirit can cause you to see things in, the, in, a, in a way that you that you may not have, have seen before. And even if you've read that scripture a million times, like John three sixteen, you you can think you know everything about John three sixteen, and then the Holy Spirit will show you something. It's like, oh wow, that's really deep. I didn't think about it that way. And so He gives you fresh perspective every day, uh, just like our mercies are new. Um, his, his, his perspective, he, he gives us a freshness of his word, uh, every time we, we, we reach for it, we, when we touch it, when we study it. So without further ado, you know how we do it. We, we go three, uh, three Bible versions. So we're going to read through the King James version of, of, uh, Proverbs chapter seven, verses 24 through 27. Then we're going to do Amplified. And then we're going to do the New Living Translation. Uh, and I like having different versions because it it gives you it it helps enlighten your perspective on things. Um, all versions aren't created equal. <laughs> some some have different purposes. Some are um, some some are better from a literal standpoint. And then some are better from a just an understanding and, and getting more clarity on the word. And so, uh, but it's always good to check out the different versions and just understand why they were, why those versions were, were created and, and what, and what they aim to do as it relates to translating the word of God, uh, for the sake of understanding every, um, like for the message that was, that was done by Great man of God, he just he wanted his congregation to under to get a clearer and uh and simplified understanding of the word, and 
And lo and behold, it, it became something that everyone goes to. Um, it's not necessarily the best translation, but it can make things plain and help you understand uh, the scripture. So the, the, there's a beauty in versions or like when you get to something like uh, the New American Standard um, or the uh, the uh, the English Standard Version, those are more literal. Uh, so it just it depends on on what you need or what you're looking for in it, but it's all about gaining and understanding. So starting with the King James version, we're in Proverbs chapter seven, verses 24 through 27, starting at verse 24. It reads, hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths, for she hath cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death." And again, we're closing this chapter. We're learning about uh, the danger of the strange woman. And who is the strange woman? The strange woman is the, the adulterous woman, the harlot, um, the the unfaithful woman, the promiscuous woman, um, the, the woman that that has no um, no respect for, um, I guess, her her marital relationship. So she's she's an adulteress. Um, but again, that it. It can be a man as well. You know, men can be adulterers. Uh, so it, it's it's about staying away from that person because they will lure you and get you entrapped in a situation. And we and in this particular passage, we're learning about the the end result of what happens when you get allured by such a woman. And so that was the King James Version and now we're going to go to the Amplified version. Now, there are two Amplifieds. There's the Amplified uh, Classic version. Then there's the Amplified uh, version. I guess that's a little bit more uh, more standard. I like using the Classic version. Um, for some reason, it, I, I just I like the read a little better. But but yeah, you you know, some may like the other Amplified or like just the, the regular Amplified. But I, I'm a Classic version guy. So. Here's what it says here. Not much difference. Uh, Listen to me now, therefore, O you sons, and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart incline towards her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for she has cast down many wounded. Indeed, all her slain are a mighty host. Uh, and the the uh, cross reference for that is Nehemiah thirteen twenty six. Uh, her house is in the way to Sheol. Is the way to Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead, going down to the chambers of death. It's something about that chambers of death. We're going to talk about that. This is when I hear it. It's just ooh, it's 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 creepy, <laughs> but it's it's really deep. And so now we're going to go into the New Living Translation. Again, not much of a difference. There's a little bit of nuance in this one. So it says, so listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your heart stray away toward her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of many. 
Many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of the of death. I was about to say den of thieves because we're so used to saying den of thieves, but her bedroom is the den of death. So if you go into her bedroom, you're you're not coming out alive. Um, her it may look nice, but um, it's it, it's the it's the entrance to to hell uh, to to a hell that you may not be able to escape from. And so when we come back, we'll break down these scriptures just and try to get more of an understanding. You with me? All right. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed by calling him to be Peter. Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. So as we close this thing out, the the main theme that the father is trying to get through to his son is to his son or sons is that to to listen. Just as he starts with in the beginning of the chapter, he ends with it. He's saying, "Hearken, hearken unto me now. Um, listen to me, and not just not just listen like you're listening to music, but listen with." Within, within um, a a motivation to actually obey what I'm saying. Listen to obey. <laughs> Listen to 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 be to be attentive to follow what I'm trying to tell you to apply uh, what I'm telling you. Um, there is a the the reason why Christ uh, Jesus talks about l- people having ears. But not people hearing, but not hearing, um, or or in the in Revelation, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Um, when you when you see those those in the scriptures, and and when you see things like hearken, it's it, it's about obey what I'm saying, like do what I'm telling you to do. It, it's action. It's not just listen like you're listening to a song or or listen like you're listening to uh to a a football game or or something on on television or you're or you're listening but you're really you're listening to another person 
talk, but you're not ingesting anything that they're saying. Um, it's just noise, like um, in Charlie Brown, where the, the the teacher, all she's saying is wah 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 wah. wah. <laughs> it's like so you hear you hear noise, but you're not but you're not actually in tune and in step with what um, that person is actually saying. So it has no impact. It has no effect. And what the father is trying to tell his son in these scriptures, I believe Solomon talking to his son, is to listen to what I'm trying to tell you. This this is very important. This And it's more than just very important. It's This is a life or death. Um, if you don't listen to what I'm saying, you're going to you're in danger of being taken out by this particular type of woman. And why does he know this? Because God has given him a wisdom that is is richer than anyone else's wisdom. But it's for he God always does something for a reason. And he gave Solomon wisdom uh, for a reason. When we, we may not we we may not um utilize or or recognize why he gives us what he gives us especially from a wisdom standpoint but it's not just so you can uh do whatever you will with it there's a purpose to it there's a there's a purpose for the for the for God to give a man or a woman wealth it's not about just so that they can enjoy it and spend it. But there is a purpose for that. Um, When you look at Esther, God put her in the palace uh, when, when she was probably unqualified, but God made her to be selected and to, uh, to have uh, the um, interest of the King. But it was, and she was in in um, in luxury. But it, her being in luxury, wasn't wasn't the sole purpose of why she was there. The sole purpose of why she was there is so that she could be able to 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 save her people from mortal danger uh, from a man named Haman who was trying to um, to eradicate her people, her race, and. It would have worked. He would have succeeded if she would not have been in the house. And if, if Mordecai wouldn't have reminded her that, hey, this is this is you're you're here for such a time as this. This is the whole point of why of why you were placed here. Uh, and when you when you recognize that and especially when you're in tune with God it changes your whole life because it causes you to be to be um awake and alert to 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 why you have what you have and it allows you to move with more purpose it allows you to 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 be about the business uh, that God put you there to you know put you here to do and we we talk a lot about purpose nowadays we talk a lot about um you know your your destiny and as a as a believer and as a person, and those things are all wrapped up in God. Uh, but again, it's there's a reason why you have what you have, and it's not for worldly interests. It's actually for godly interests to to make His name great, to make His name known, uh, to showcase His ability, 
and to to be ambassadors for him. And so if he if he made you rich, then he made you rich for a purpose uh, to glorify him and, and be a beacon of hope and light and support for others um, and and create things that that may help make life better or uh, support those who can't support themselves uh, to give them a leg up to, to strengthen them, to create opportunities for them to be employed and and. And not just be employed, but to learn skills and and knowledge that they can pass on to to their next generation and, and train them. Uh, so there's a lot of different reasons why. I mean, if he gave you a talent, he gave you that talent to to glorify him and to show just how 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 beautiful he made us and the the, the different abilities uh, that we have is to be all inspiring and to be encouraging so that when people go to you and say, wow, how did you get that gift? Or, or, you know, how did you learn how to do that? You can point to God. You can point to Jesus. You can point to the Holy Spirit. Any, if it's intellect, it gives you an opportunity, gives you a platform to point to God that he's the source of wisdom. Um, if he if he gave you the ability to 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 reach the masses, you know, for the gospel says, oh, whoa, how, you know, God is on you. It, you point to him and say it's it's him. He's given me this spiritual gift to heal, to preach, uh, to, you know, to administrate properly. Whatever God has given you, whatever, wherever God has placed you. It's for him to get the glory and it's, it's for him to, to, to showcase his ability through us as vessels. So I know when I'm on, the, on the, uh, I got all that from listen, but again, listening within, within, uh, an unction to obey is the, the purpose. Uh, whenever you hear a hurricane, whenever you hear listen, it's not just listening to a sound. It's it's obedience. It's it's abiding by what is said. It, it's about applying what is taught uh, for your benefit. And in this case, the benefit is you get to save your life. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep you alive here, son. So listen to me. Pay attention to my words. This is a matter of life and death, uh, as in the King James has said. Uh, and he's talking not just to one son, but he's talking to his children when he says, oh, ye children. And I also believe that he's talking to uh, like this. This is is referred to for the masses as well, because, you know, we're all God's children um, and we can all listen to that uh, from, and, and relate to this from a fatherly perspective. But he's saying, attend to the words of my mouth, um, lit, pay attention to what's coming out of my mouth. It's so important that you are locked in, that you don't just brush this off to the wayside. And he 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 shifts from listening and attending to the words that are coming uh, out of his mouth. But he then he starts talking about not allowing your heart to stray toward her, and. That's very important. I like how King James says it. It says, let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her path. So when we see that word decline, uh, we usually don't. We Of course, we don't use it in this in our modern English, the word decline when, it, when we talk about strain. Um, but it's a it. It means to turn aside 
or to, you know, to, to lean in, in that direction um, to, and so it's like, don't, don't, don't wander over to her side of, of the road, you know, her neighborhood uh, for perhaps. And so it's, it's very important that, that, that we, we keep that in mind. Uh, I love the word decline because that's exactly what you do. It's, it's not just a turning aside uh, to to her way um, to her paths, but whenever you whenever you turn aside to something that's not healthy, you are on the decline. You you you're losing, you're losing ground. You're going down. Um, you're 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 decreasing. Whenever you decline uh, to someone who does not have God's interests in mind, God's interests in heart, you're on the decline. You you lose value <laughs> when you whenever you do that. And so, when we talk about that word in, in, in modern, I mean, it it really does have power. But uh, again. That that's one way to say it, but it's about yeah. Don't turn aside uh, to to her ways. Uh, don't go. Don't don't deviate from from the path that God has you on. Uh, deviate is another um, is another word that's associated um, with decline. Uh, that's another word that uh, a, a synonym of that particular word. Uh, you can when you look in the Hebrew. Uh, like uh, the 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 root word for decline is uh well the the word decline is sata or sata and um it one of the words is to turn aside um, but it's also to deviate from duty and so you're whenever you deviate from the path or you or you go off <laughs> or you you go off off path you go off road. Uh, rather, you're going to end up in danger. The reason why it's you you're um, you take a risk when you deviate from the path is because you don't know what's if you get off the path, then you you don't know what you'll encounter. At least on the road, it can be predictable, and and you can you can go in the right direction. And in some cases, you'll be smooth sailing if you stay on the path. It's when you get off of God's path that things go awry. And what do we do oftentimes? We blame God if we go off the path and things just, you know, go terribly wrong. It's like, oh, well, I don't have to experience this. I just want to have a little fun. Why do I have to do it? Because there's, and now you see, it's like, there's a reason why I told you not to go that way. You thinking you just want to have fun, but there's dangers that you aren't considering whenever you deviate <laughs> from from the, the path that God would have you on. And so, and the scripture when you when you look at a new living translation uh it says don't wander down her wayward path and so whenever it whenever you talk about wayward that means there it's there it's the wrong way <laughs> it's the wrong path it's toxic it's it's um it's problematic and you you put yourselves you you we put ourselves in problematic positions um when we go her way Rather than the way that God would have us to go, and um, 
it's a warning to us. Uh, we, but we oftentimes have to learn this these type of lessons in hindsight, rather than just okay. You said don't go down that way, Lord. I trust you that you have my best interests at heart, and so even though it's intriguing. I'm going to do what you say and I'm going to trust on, you know, trust in you and believe that you have something better for me than what that path has. Uh, I'm not missing anything for for those that that feel like they missed out on on a lot of fun and and, and partying and all those other things and and trust it got some some are bitter about it but then some are just like, "Oh, well, you know, they just wonder they, they, you know, you, some they're they're okay with it because they recognize the the dangers involved, and so yeah, it looks like fun for a while, but eventually things will take a turn. Now and then, sometimes it can be hard for for some to come to grips with that until later in life, to where you look up and it's like, you know what, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good thing that I didn't uh, get involved with those things. It was a good thing that I didn't hang out with those people. It was a good thing that I didn't go to that particular event. Uh, it was a good thing that I didn't uh, that I didn't take a ride into with with uh, you know that person into this crazy uncharted neighborhood. It was a good thing because I don't know what could have happened. And but it's hard to see it in the moment, and I feel like that's. Like God's okay with that as long as you as long as you understand it. Like it's understand it later. You get the lesson later. Um, you just have to keep living and and keep having experiences uh, with Him and 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 when you're ready to and when you're at a a point of maturity, rather, it's like God will show you that it's like oh that's why. And so it's like yes, see so you were you want to and. and it's like you you could have been on a path of destruction had you not listened. So you may not have liked uh, being restricted um, and restriction isn't isn't punishment, but restriction is protection to keep you in boundaries, to, to keep you safe. Boundaries are all about protection. It's about keeping you safe. We don't like boundaries because. Our sin, our our flesh, and our sin nature wants to do whatever it wants to do, and so because we, you know, because we we all do have that 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 sin nature in us still, even though, uh, you know, if you profess Christ that you are saved, but you you still have to wrestle with that sin nature. That that's this the nature of sin doesn't leave you until uh, we exit, you know, till God calls us home, until we exit this this world, until our time here is over. But until then, we have to wrestle with with the sin nature and keep it in check uh, and 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 lean more towards the Holy Spirit and allow him to be in control of our life. Because if he's in control, then that that nature can't control you and you can you can say no you have self-control uh, which is a fruit of the spirit and you'll be able to operate in it truly so again with this particular scripture we can't go astray into her path now i like what uh the message bible adds to this is when it talks about um the 
her her paths, it says don't even stroll through her neighborhood. I like that. I love the whole don't stroll through her neighborhood. And it got me thinking as I was studying this, because when you go into cer- certain jurisdictions, certain parts of the city, just e- even if you haven't gone to the worst parts to, to that to that famous, uh, tra- you know, dangerous street like in, in um when I was growing up in Cleveland it was oh don't go on Kinsman because you know people lose their lives there people get shot and all that and it was true. Um there were there were people that a lot of people that, that got killed on that particular street and um you know I got a family member who was who was my cousin uh Sean was touched by that. Um he had a uh, he lost a, a you know his friend to violence on you know close to that street and many others died you know shed blood on that street but i feel like every every city um has a a infamous street where where uh a lot of blood is shed and every 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 city has you know desirable neighborhoods and undesirable neighborhoods um it's just it may be different in terms of of how the neighborhoods operate but the there is a distinction uh, with every city and you can say you can do that uh, worldwide there's um you know there's really nice neighborhoods you know there's there's uh middle of the road neighborhoods where it's like it's decent but it's not like super flashy and and super built up but then you also you have your slums so it's is relative to every to every neighborhood but in this particular case if you're in her neighborhood that neighborhood isn't necessarily safe <laughs> and just being in the jurisdiction of where she is puts you in danger. So you don't even have to go down her street, but the air changes when you cross over into, into the, uh, the, the lines of that particular neighborhood. And you want to make sure that you, that, that you, if you have to pass through that neighborhood for some reason um, that you keep going, but when it comes to, to sin, you don't even want to be in the vicinity of this particular neighborhood. It says, don't even stroll through it. Don't, don't find yourself near it. Um, don't even go in the, in the vicinity of it. If you, if you find yourself heading towards that way, turn and go the other way. You may have to, to go the long way to go around that neighborhood, but don't find yourself in that neighborhood. And when we talk about that on a, on a personal level, if you, we we have to be mindful as it relates to avoiding sin and and even being in the vicinity of sin so that means we have to stay away from from environments where sin could could um could could happen uh it's like we all know there are certain places where we don't need to go um and a certain place and and at certain times where we don't need to be out and about I remember uh, many times hearing as a kid growing up, nothing good happens after, uh, I think, what, uh, 12 o'clock or something like that. <laughs> and I think the times varied easily, the 11 or 12 or 1. But and, and that's that you, you can count on that uh, is if you're going out and, and you're going to places, it's you're the the um, 
the odds of dangerous things happening increase around those times because that's where darkness is prevalent. And whenever, whenever, uh, you know, whenever darkness is prevalent, that's where sin likes to do its most devious work. Um, so because it sin likes to hide in the darkness because, uh, sin loves the darkness and those that, that, uh, live a life of sin love the darkness. So that's where they, they do their most devious work is in the dark. So you don't want to be in those neighborhoods where you're, um, you're inclined to sin is you can look at it even as, um, protecting what you watch or what you listen to. Uh, certain things can, can create triggers where you, you can't listen to it without, uh, your, your emotions being involved and it can trigger negative things and, and cause you to, and maybe lead you to sin. And so you don't want to be in the neighborhood of that particular sin. It's just like if you're a, a recovering alcoholic, you don't want to be you don't want to be in the neighborhood of a bottle of alcohol. You don't want to be in a bar where alcohol is served. You don't want to be in a in a restaurant where uh, alcohol is served. You don't want to be at a party uh, where alcohol is served because if you're in the neighborhood, eventually you'll be lured to. Uh, that particular sin um, by be, because they're, you know, the enemy is trying to pull you back into the snare. And again, when we talk about the strange woman throughout the uh, chapter seven, she's very persuasive. <laughs> she's, she, 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 she lays it. She, in this example of uh, how she, how she catches her victim, she's very persuasive. She has everything set. She has an answer for everything. She, she's playing everything out perfectly. And it, it sounds like such a good deal, but what this poor dude didn't, didn't know was that it was a trap uh, that she was setting him up for his doom. And with any sin, if you're in a neighborhood that that thing that that you may struggle with, it's seductive. It will call to you. Sin is seductive. Um, it's it, it will call to you. There's a, there's a reason why we have to resist because sin can can be a force if we're not strong, if you're if you're not um you know, built up spiritually, you can, you, you're not going to be able to withstand, uh, forever, uh, which is why you, if you're a new believer, you need to really be in Bible study. You really need to be, uh, active with the church. You really need to be around, uh, men and women of God who are really living it. Um, and because that'll help you move further away from the neighborhood of, of sin. And, uh, but again, if you're not, if you don't have a strong foundation in Christ and if you're not around strong believers, then it'll, it's harder and, and you're not building yourself up spiritually. It's harder to resist, um, the, the, um, the, the seductive call of the particular sin that you struggle with. And, and we all have one that we have to continue to stay uh, alert and weary and resist uh, every day. Uh, and it, it's different depending on the human being, but sin is sin. It's, it's, it, it may look different, but it's the, and it is sin is sin. It is still um, is the root 
of all proclivities that humans face. And so when we come back, we'll break down the this, this second uh, two scriptures. Hey, everybody, Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. And so welcome back. Welcome back. And so now we're going to talk about the last two verses of this of this chapter in Proverbs chapter seven. And the we get to see the her her destructive uh, path like she's got she's got a lot of trophies on the wall. Whenever whenever you you're in a, a the house of a hunter, they they like to have uh, like a. I guess like plaques on their wall of like the deer heads, you know, that they've taken out or, or whatever animal that they've taken and, and, and took into the taxidermy uh, to, to be able to be put on the wall. Um, they, they have many, many trophies of, of their, uh, of their conquests and, and their destructive uh, victories over unsuspecting men on their walls. and, and and the father in this particular proverb, you know Solomon, uh, the writer, he's trying to say, "Hey, don't be a trophy <laughs> on on this woman's wall because she has taken down many." Uh, when when we look at twenty six, it says, "For she hath cast down many wounded." So she's she's wounded many men she's destroyed many men's lives she's inflicted pain on many men because of her involvement with them because of the traps that she's laid for them and not only has she wounded many men but she's also killed or slain many men Many strong men. I, that's what I, I, is really important when we look at the scripture. Is it, in King James, it says many strong men have been slain from her, slain by her. So it's not about it. The it's not just weak men that she can take down. It's it's she's taken down many strong men as well um, because. Sin is strong. <laughs> and if you're coming at sin in your natural ability, you can only resist for so long. Uh, for the weak person, they may give up rather quickly. They may give in rather quickly. It may be easily persuaded. Uh, but even for those who are strong willed and 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 they they try, you know, to to stay on the on the right path if they don't have God in their life there's only so much um that they can withstand and even if you 
if you're not, um, if you're a believer, but you have a weakness in this particular area, but you're mighty in a whole lot of other areas, she can take down those those strong men and and that that are so mighty in faith and so mighty in in in, in bringing folks to God and so mighty and and being able to do wondrous things uh, based on how God has created them to be, but. This type of sin, this type of woman uh, who operates in this type of sin can kill a strong man, um, can kill their reputation, can kill their family, can kill them <laughs> physically. So it's this is a dangerous, dangerous woman um, that that um that Solomon is trying to warn her sons to stay away from. And when we think about it's like, again, there's there's two ways. It's like she's wounded many and she's killed the strong men. And so when we talk about wounding, it means that she she's hurt though these men in some way and in, in a way that they probably wouldn't be hurt um, if it was just a, in combat or or something of that nature, um, because a lot of times when when men encounter like strange women like this or vice versa because there are strange men and if if there's a woman that encounters a strange man um that has this particular uh, uh ability as it relates to sin um they they prey on their insecurities and they they uh they tell them things that they want to hear only to to betray, uh, you know, the confidences that they may have that that person may have shared with the strange woman, um, and they put them in a vulnerable position where the they create an illusion for the particular man to think that oh wow this person really does care for me and, and but it's not the case, and so they it, it becomes something where they are in a position and they inflict actual pain on this particular person emotionally and put them in a precarious position um, to where now there's maybe even if they're trying to protect their marriage or something like that. Now there's a blackmail thing or, uh, you know, just to make things uncomfortable. It could be a fatal attraction kind of situation. Um, And many Many men, many women have been hurt uh, by by uh, these strange women, these strange men. And it's it's sad. Um, they, they've been pierced. They've been polluted, um, that wounded by, you know, these particular uh, relationships. And again, it's another word for slain. And so you can be it. You can be, um, you know, my it, it, there's different grades to wounding <laughs> so you can be wounded and live um but you have a scar that that lingers and won't heal um or that you might have to recover from over time or you're you're slain because you can be mortally wounded to where you will not recover from it uh, physically emotionally uh spiritually uh, publicly um so She's wounded many. Now, when you think about she's slain many strong men, again, 
when we think about strong, this isn't just physical physical strength. Um, you can one example in the Bible. Uh, there are many examples <laughs> in the Bible of this, but one that is is really um, prevalent is with Samson because he. If we, when we think about the uh, the Bible and 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 uh, the abilities that God has given different judges, Samson is pretty was pretty much depicted in in in, in the Bible to be the strongest man uh, on earth <laughs> at one time or another. Um, but because he was weak in this particular area, he allowed Delilah to be able to um, to put him in a precarious situation where he lost his strength, um, where where he was trapped and he couldn't get out of it. Um, and and he, because he gave up his secret to his strength, which was the, the, the hair, but it, w- it wasn't necessarily about the hair, but it was the oath. Um, it was the spiritual oath that was tied to the hair, and once that was cut off, now the oath was destroyed, and now his his shroud of 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 invincibility and strength was removed, and so now he could be he could be taken, he could be bound. His eyes were plucked out, meaning they 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 wounded him in such a way where they destroyed his eyes to where he could not he could no longer see, and so he became a, he he was blinded, um, and. And he had to live out the rest of his days without the use of his sight. Uh, but in the end, he took out the Philistines um, and and all the you know all the rulers and whatnot. But and th- that was his mission. That was that was what he was supposed to do from the beginning. Um, but because he went off of the path that God had him on, his life. And ended tragically when it didn't have to be so. Yes, God gave him that strength one more time, and he and he, you know, he broke, he he shook the foundations, and he he broke it all down. He pushed those pillars. He had the, the that mighty strength one more time. But not only did he kill all those rulers in the, in, uh, of the Philistines, he also just killed himself. Um, in that in that last display of strength, so. It's a tragic tale, but again, the the strange woman is at the root. She destroyed his 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 uh, his, his livelihood, and and she destroyed his his um, you know she she led to him being blind. She she led to him um, having his the, the his oath broken uh, because his hair was cut. So he his his shroud was taken away from him. Uh, his covering was taken away from him. The source of the of the reason why he was strong was removed and it was because of this strange woman, Delilah. She didn't really love Samson, um, but she she was hired to take him down, and but Samson thought that that it was real, but it was an illusion, and that is what the strange woman paints, which is why it is so important 
for uh, for everyone to to recognize and stay away from and avoid uh, these particular situations because yes your flesh craves pleasure <laughs> your flesh craves to be to be loved your fresh clay your flesh craves to be appreciated and valued and 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 all the accruements that come with that but if you're going about it the wrong way then it's not going to end well. And the that that strange woman, she's giving you an illusion, but it's a trap to take your life. And many, as you see in the scripture, find out too late. Because then when we look at the uh at the word slain, it means to smite with deadly intent to destroy. Uh, many men have been murdered, have been destroyed, put to death, slaughtered. Um, again, it's not. It, it doesn't always have to be just a a uh, a physical death. It can be reputation. Uh, it can be family. It can be all those things. Uh, so it's many strong men have been taken down by her um and that that's the 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 sad truth and that's the 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 real danger of this particular woman she is she can be the bringer of death uh, to the unsuspecting man now i want to go to nehemiah uh chapter 13 verses 26 because it's a cross reference for um, the second part of of verse 26 when it talks about you know um, many men many strong men have been slain by her in the in the amplified version it says indeed all her slain are a mighty host and in Nehemiah Nehemiah is it has to has to contend with issues like this. Um, and when we read Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a book about um, the about Nehemiah leading the way for the rebuilding of the walls of Israel um, after they as they they come back from the captivity uh, that they were in as it relates to uh, to to um, like the fall of the kingdom and being taken away. And they rebuilt the walls, and and they they have this great the the this great triumph. They are able to overcome adversity, but Nehemiah also sees some issues that are uh, going on with within the priesthood, especially. Um, but again, it's 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 about men. It's about the you know the Jewish men having wives that are that that are not Jewish. They're the and they're, they're ha- they have foreign women or or what they would call them in those days. A foreign woman, a woman that wasn't Jewish, was called foreign. They were called strange <laughs> because and the reason why they were called strange was because. Not only were they of a different culture, but they served a different God. And we all know about the commandment of God, thou shalt have no other gods but me. And they were they were in a sense 
putting themselves they were they were in a sense contaminating their households there and there and if they, they were a priest um that that was married to one of to one of the women um they were contaminating the priesthood and so i'm going to read verses uh 23 through 31 in Nehemiah chapter 13, the key verse is 26, but we're going to read that. And so it says, in those days, also I saw Jew, also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashdod, of Ammon, of Ammon, and of Moab. And their children spake half in the speech of Ashdod and could not speak in the Jews language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them and cursed them and smote certain of them and plucked off their hair and made them swear by God, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons, nor or for yourselves. <clears throat> Key verse here. Did not Solomon. And we, as we can see, Solomon has written a, a great part of Proverbs. So here we go. Here's a callback. Did not Solomon. King of Israel sinned by these things, yet among many nations was there no king like him who was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause to sin. Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress against our God and marrying strange wives? And one of the sons of jo of Jeodia, of yeah, of Jeodia, uh, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sambalat, the Hornite. Therefore, I chased him from me. Remember them. Oh, my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. Thus cleansed I them from all strangers and appointed the wards of the priests and the Levites, everyone in his business and for the wood offering at times appointed and for the first fruits. Remember me, oh, my God. For good, and so when we look at this particular scripture, that key verses did not Solomon do the same thing? Did not Solomon sin this way? Did we? We 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 just came back. Our kingdom was divided. It over this. This was what divided the kingdom long before uh, his his son um, Solomon's son. Dis, like destroyed and separated the kingdom. This is what initially caused it. <laughs> it was not long before Rehoboam, uh, you know, split the the kingdom of Israel, and 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 ten of the twelve tribes went uh, went away, and then it was just Judah and Benjamin. Solomon Solomon messed up the unity. He he messed up uh, the whole system because he took foreign wives, and those wives, as you read in in First Kings, those wives led him astray because they had different gods, and he started worshiping those different gods, and that caused God to be very angry, and so he. You know, he he punished him for that. He raised up he raised up adversaries for him because it but it was it was uh Solomon had enjoyed a great time of peace before then, but now because he did that, God gave him some enemies to have to contend with. Um and 
the kingdom was was destroyed from from that moment once Solomon started uh going astray and 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 worshiping other gods along with uh Yahweh that's where the kingdom was was rent that's where things started to to uh to decline and 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 decrease and and the the destruction the path of destruction of the kingdom of Israel began so the Nehemiah is trying to say we just went through this. This is why we lost the kingdom in the first place. This is why our our cities are and our wall was destroyed uh in the first place. And so why are we going to why why are we going back to this? Have we not learned our lesson? And so he he really was an advocate, was a crusader for making sure uh that that they did not marry women that had different gods, these pagan women, these strange women. And in that same way, the reason why this relates is because, again, Solomon Solomon is teaching this, even though he didn't live up to it. But this is the this is what the strange woman does. She destroys many, many men were were slain uh because of of Solomon's folly. Uh the the kingdom was destroyed because of Solomon's folly. And when we talk about how she's she all her slain are a mighty host, yes, a strange woman <laughs> can take down a whole nation. Um sin, which is the 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 uh the the source behind all wrongdoing is what destroys a nation. And we have examples all throughout the Bible, uh, especially in the Old Testament, of the of the destructive power of sin, uh, starting from Genesis from Genesis three. Um, it just it destroys and it just gets worse and worse. And even now, I mean, we see the effects of sin. We see sin running amok. Uh, we have identity issues where, you know, that, that should have been issues. Uh, we have crime going over. We have issues like what, you know, men and women falling to the strength, falling to strange, uh, you know, people that are adulterers and, and don't have their best interests at heart. Uh, we have many things going on. And, but the good news is, is that Christ <laughs> Christ is coming back and and when when Jesus comes back he's going to right all the wrongs he's going to set he's going to uh, straighten everything out he's going to eradicate um you know all those who who do wrong and he's going to create order and he's going to reign for a thousand years after after uh throwing the false prophet in 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 and uh the 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 um the 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 antichrist and the false prophet in the in the lake of fire and binding satan for a thousand years in the in the pit and he's going to take out the the antichrist armies and and we're going to and he's going to reign with the believers um for a thousand years and then 
when Satan tries to to rebel, to, to come out after he's released after the thousand years, uh, when he comes out and tries to come against the city, God's going to take him out once and for all. He's going to be cast in hell. Death's going to be uh, thrown in the fire. Uh, you know, Hades is going to be thrown in the fire. All those that didn't believe, uh, they're going to be thrown in the fire and new heaven, new earth. And you can find all that in Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> you can find out in Revelation uh, starting at chapter 19. Uh, but again, we know how the story ends. And so sin has an expiration date. But in the meantime, we have to continue to fight the good fight of faith and continue to resist and, and avoid um, these particular tactics, you know, uh, and, and sin in all its forms. And especially this particular form of sin <laughs> uh, as depicted in the strange woman. Uh, and again, the destruction, when we look at the, at the, those who, who don't escape, it says her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death. And so it's, it's utter destruction. If, if you do not escape, if you go into her house you won't leave alive. Um, if you go into her house, it will it will be your doom, and you you and you only have yourself to blame because you were uh, you were led by uh, by your passions uh, rather than by uh, God's principles, um, and you know you didn't see the trap. But when you're when you're in her room, when you're in her house. It's death, and it's and for many men, it's it's too you know it's too late for them because again, like as you see in the early parts of the of the chapter in twenty three in verse in verse twenty three of chapter seven it says till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life, and so it, you you're you're so caught up. On the pl- on getting what you want, getting the pleasure of the moment that you don't see the dart, <laughs> you you don't see the weapon that's coming at you, and by the time you see it, um, or by the time you feel it, it's too late. Um, you're you're already destroyed. You're already mortally wounded, and you're. Your your end is near. I like how the Message Bible says uh, that in twenty three two it says like a bird flying into a net, not knowing that its flying life is over. You don't know that your life is over. You don't know that that your days of bliss and normalcy are are threatened and are over because of the trap that you were set in. Um, the New Living Translation, again, it says, Our house is the road to the grave. Our bedroom is the den of death. It leads to death. It is the pathway uh, to hell. And many men don't escape. I, I like what the, the word chamber in there, uh, when you look it up in Hebrew, and the, uh, the it's uh, H2314. It says an apartment, uh, in a bed, an inner chamber. And so that her bedroom 
is a, is a chamber of death. And when you when you think about the chambers of death, it's like man, death has chambers. And could that could that be a picture of of hell? Could hell have rooms of torment? We don't know, and I won't know because I'm not going. Um, but <laughs> it is a scary and frightening thing to think about and to consider. Um, but it, it's a it's a innermost parlor, but but it's a it's a death parlor. It's a death apartment. It's a death chamber. And if you go with her, if you if you go in her house, if you go off the path, if you wander into her neighborhood and you go on her street, you're in for trouble. But close uh there this is one song that uh, that I liked listening to uh, that was played on Sunday mornings uh, during the quartet hour when I was uh, you know, listening to it uh, with Marvin Winans. He had his show. Uh, he used to play something called uh, Don't Let the Devil uh, Ride in Your Car. And it's like, don't let the devil ride in your car. Because if he let him ride, he'll want to drive. <laughs> and, so if he, and it's so true. If you, if you allow him in, he's going to want to take over. And then it goes to, to don't let the devil drive your car. Because if he drives your car, he'll take you too far. And that is true. And And I was thinking about... The fact that when you give the enemy control, when you give him the wheel, you lose control. You and you are defenseless against his wiles, against his schemes. And when you think about a car, most of the controls that uh, that allow you to operate the locking mechanisms and the windows and everything, they're on the driver's side. The driver's side has a lot of controls in place. Yes, there are some controls that are in the middle that can control like the environment and in the radio and things of that nature. But when it comes to locking mechanisms, they're on the driver's side. And so the enemy, while he's got the wheel, he can prevent you from getting from regaining control of the wheel and he can lock you in inside <laughs> the car and to where you cannot get out and he'll drive you uh, all off all off a, uh, you know, a, a bridge uh, that that, um, you know, to your doom. He'll 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 drive you to your destruction. He'll drive you right into uh, hellfire, uh, to where you cannot escape, to where you'll you'll die. He'll drive you into the river. He'll drive you into disgrace. Uh, he'll drive you uh, into destruction um, and and disarray. And it's all because you not only let him drive, but you let him in the car in the first place. And so that's that's the. My my takeaway with you that that's what I want to leave you with is don't even go into um neighbor, the neighborhood of sin. The, if sin wants to drive in your car, don't let sin in. Keep on going and keep on going down God's path, and and uh, and listen to Him. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and don't uh, be be led by your passions. And so that is it. We are done with chapter seven. Uh, next podcast will be we'll be talking about chapter eight. And um, there's going to be um, some exciting times ahead. I'm excited for what the podcast is going to is going to do is going to be about. Uh, we're going to have other segments um, 
not just with this one, but we're going to have other studies, uh, other series uh, that we're going to embark on. We're also going to have a more of a freeform, interactive, conversational, topical based uh, 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 series like a Bible time show as well uh, called Bible Chatter. And so that's going to be a lot of fun and um, get to hear some other voices outside of just mine. (laughs) So God bless you. God keep you. Um, Father, in Jesus name, Lord, we love you and we thank you. We give you all the glory and the honor. Thank you for this time. Lord, please bless everyone who is listening to the podcast. Lord, if they're not saved, Lord, cause them to believe on on, uh, your son, Jesus Christ, so that they may Uh, be shifted from death to life so that they might be alive in Christ and and no longer dead spiritually. For those who are saved, Lord, uh, strengthen them, encourage them, Lord, allow them to have a hunger for uh, your word uh, so that they may understand you more, so that they may know what to do and where where to go and how to respond um, to anyone that that, that asked them about you and, and just how to respond to the different issues and situations in life. Um, Lord, be that voice for them. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach them and train them. Uh, Lord, allow them to feel the presence, uh, your, your presence, Father, and allow them to feel, um, you know, the friendship and the presence of, of Jesus um, as they take every step and breathe every breath uh, in their life. Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Have your way. Amen. And so that's it. God bless. Stay safe. Until next time. The New Living Translation is published by Tyndale House Publishers and the Amplified Bible Classic Version is a project of the Lockman Foundation.